Wake up, wake up, wake up, fam bam. It's your girl, Jess. Jess, be real. And welcome back for another episode of Jess Be Real Podcast. Yeah, this is going to be the last episode of the season. I know, right? It feels like we just started. But nah, I wanted to make sure. I know it's been a while since I've been on my podcast, just me. So I wanted to just make sure I just chimed in with y'all. Had a little chat one-on-one with my fam bam. You know what I'm saying? Plus, it's my birthday week, and today kicked off Virgo season. So, like, duh. Anyway, enough of me chatting. Let's get into it. Let's get real. All right. So, hey, guys. What's going on? You guys miss me? Because I missed y'all. Um, Definitely super hyped about this episode. Like I said, today on this Good Here Sunday is the beginning of Virgo season. Yes, the ones y'all love to hate, which is the beyond me because I don't know what we done to y'all. Like y'all love Beyonce, so y'all should just love all of us. Okay, period. But you know, y'all petty or whatever sometimes, but nonetheless, um, I just wanted to make sure I ended off the season with myself. I know I've had endless people on here who have been the realest and I just want to take time to say thank you to those people who have been the realest have been guests and taken time out to just kick it with me on this podcast um crazy to think we started in May I know May May seems so long ago yet it wasn't that far ago um and it was a crazy month for me in May when everything when I started this podcast it was bananas like from death you know in the family and deaths back to back and stuff it was just we were it was just tumultuous it was a tumultuous time but i made a commitment to y'all to deliver to y'all on this podcast and i am a woman of my word so anybody who knows me my word is bond and like i say your word not bond and your word no good enough for me you feel me um so it was major for me to still keep pushing and bring y'all some great content, some great conversations. I think all of y'all who've been rocking with me since May from my first episode is, you know, like I truly, truly, truly appreciate y'all. Like y'all don't even understand just for y'all even taking the time to rock with me for this long um, is even dope that y'all so supportive and so loving. So this is why y'all call fam bam. Y'all really fam. You know what I'm saying? And it takes, you know true true supporters and true believers in you to really just have the audience because i can have this podcast but without y'all listening it's just like me on a normal basis when i just be having talks about myself to myself to give myself a pep talk you know what i'm saying but i truly appreciate y'all for rocking me so long um as far this far with season one and you know for the you know feedback has been amazing and i'm so grateful um just just for y'all period like this again, like I said, was a dream. My brother planted in my head and three years later, here we are. So it's been so rewarding to bring y'all stuff and have y'all look forward to each week when I bring you some new content. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just hold on tight because I got a little more for y'all next season. Oh yeah. You know, I'm going to come with y'all with the heat. I can't do my fan bam like that. You know, season one might be coming to an end, but you know, we going to have more heat coming for y'all. It's so much more people and conversations I'm ready to bring to y'all that it's just like it's gonna be super dope you know um but like I said this starts off my birthday week God look at what God did on this good here blessed Sunday he said I'm gonna start Virgo season for 2020 you see you see how God works you see what he be doing you see how he be working he be working so today is the beginning of Virgo season and that just marks four days until my birthday 
which is a major, major milestone birthday for me, especially given that I am turning 30. Yes, I don't understand why people be so dreading 30. Like, I'm super, super hyped to turn 30. I don't know why. I think I do know why. Um, I even know I didn't get to plan to spend my birthday how I planned it. Because, you know, like on my champagne year, when I turned 27 in 2017 on the 27th, I was like, I'm going to Europe. And don't judge me. I wanted to reenact the Cheetah Girls. Me, my three homegirls out there in Barcelona and Madrid, Lisbon, you know, experiencing the culture, experiencing, you know, the life, experiencing, you know, the architecture, just, you know, just living our best lives. Three years planning and boom, here comes COVID. So it was a knockout the plan. So it's all good, though. I am still grateful that I will be able to see another year. It's always great to be amongst the land of the living one more day. So I'm not going to complain. Um, I still get to have the privilege of having my amazing tribe come celebrate with me. They're all be traveling down to me starting Wednesday um, to be here for Thursday for my birthday. So it's an, it's amazing. Um so some may call it flirty 30, some may call it dirty 30, but this girl here will be calling it thriving 30. Um all because I have been going so hard and trying to thrive and you know, make some changes. This is my checkpoint in life. Like it's major. And um going into a new decade in a new decade is super 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 important to me. Um, so I'm excited to see what it is, even though it has been a pandemic, it hasn't dampered my mood at all to just let my loved ones love on me and cherish me and uplift me on my day. Um, so, you know, I don't, y'all know me, I'm the life of a party. The location don't make the difference of me still going to be the live person I am that's full of life and jubilance. So it's all good. I'm excited though. Um, the theme is going to be back to the nineties. Because y'all know, you know, 1990s when I was born, I kicked off the 90s. I'm a 90s baby, 90s kid. So, and y'all know I go hard for the 90s. Anybody who knows me, I am a 90s fiend. So, I am super excited to execute this theme. Um, it's going to be super dope. It's going to be back to the 90s. I'm just 30. As in, I'm just 30. I'm just 30. Get it, play on words. My name falls into a lot of things, you know. <laughs> But nah, seriously, I am super excited to see my loved ones, my friends, my fam, my sisters. So it's going to be super, super dope. Um, and I get to have the privilege of sharing this birthday with some pretty dope people. What the hell? Okay, sorry guys. This, the devil been busy and not trying to let me go ahead and flourish on this podcast today. And I think it's because he knows how bad I want to get this message out. Like, come on now. Anyway, like I was saying, if I was rudely interrupted, sorry I had to see me get out of character a little bit, but this is Just Be Real Podcast, so I'm going to keep it real. But as I was stating, um, my birthday on this 827, so it's pretty dope that I get to share a dope birthday with so many great black celebrities and well-renowned names, well-renowned names such as like Ron Rico Lee, who played on Tyreek on Sister Sister. You have Mario, you know, how can I breathe, you know, a little, ooh, yeah. You know, Mario. Everybody know Mario. You should let me love you. Okay? Mario. You got Mace. a Shiny suit man. You know, Mace is another person. Um, As well as Savannah. Savannah James. LeBron James's wife. Jazz. She's a wrestler. You have downtown Julie Brown, who's like an old school, you know, D, you know, old school radio host. You have none other 
Then my favorite person ever, Demetria McKenney, who happens shares his birthday as well. So there's just so many dope people who were born on 827. Oh, and how did I forget Yolanda Adams? Yolanda Adams is another person born on 827. So it's just like super, super dope. Like I share a birthday with so many dope people that people know by face. Even if they don't know their names, they know them by face. But nine times out of ten, they know them by names too because they've done some real big work in the black culture. Um, so it's just a privilege to be born on that day as well and be blessed to share it with so many great people. So I am super excited. Um, but enough of me chatting. Let me tell y'all what the today's topic is. So it's called Why 220s. Yes, Why 220s. As in Why 220s. As in, you know, Y2K. Remember when the 2000s hit and everybody thought, oh my God, the world's going to end. And here we are still 20 years later. I mean, you still might still like the world's going to end still feel like that because of this pandemic. Because we don't know when the hell we're going to get out of it. But besides the point, like Y220s, um, I'll give a little further explanation, a little down the line as to why it's called Y220s. But um, that's that's what it is. I just feel like I need to res reflect a little bit on my 20s um, since it has been a journey for me. Um, and just, you know, kind of give a survival guide, a little, you know, survivor's remorse on how to survive your 20s because we all know it's a crazy time. It's so much that changes and goes on, whether it be with friends, family, circle, relationships, life, work, you know what I mean. So it's just, you know, I felt like it was really important to just pay some homage to my 20s before I enter into 30 to see what 30s are. Um, and I've done a lot of growth and spiritual checkpoints throughout my 20s that I feel were major for me to share with y'all um, on this podcast of being real. So, you know, it's just super important because I do remember when I turned 20, actually where I was, exactly what I was wearing and who I was with. Don't judge me. I just have a really great memory. Um, but it was it was big. And I remembered it because I remembered I was leaving my teenage years behind and entering into, I feel, as a, uh, a stepping stone into adulthood. Because, you know, after 20, you're 21. Given that most of us were doing stuff when we was under 21 before we turned 21. But that's not the point. But um, it, it's super to remember moments like that. And I feel like as you get older, you're more focused on the memories and the moments with the people, with the right people, rather than sitting here flexing and flossing for people who really don't give a damn about your birthday in real life. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's more so about people who want to love you, uplift you, and celebrate you, rather than just trying to do a flex for some people you really could care less about. You know what I'm saying? So I know last year, mine was a little more important because I was 25. Um, so y'all know, by the way, don't use 25 when you're 25, because that definitely doesn't go maybe 20 live to rhyme with five, but 25 is really meant for people who turn in 29. Just the way like there, there, and there is messing y'all up. That's the same way I feel with this whole 25 thing. When you turn 25, like cut it out, please. Thank you. Anyway, back to what I was saying is 29 was pretty close knit, you know, just did some drinks and, you know, some time with you know, with some real close people, um, in my, in my circle. And this year is even more so because my friends are coming down. Um, y'all know I'm really a Virgo cause I have all the space in my house and it's just me two bedrooms and it's only just me. Y'all know my sneakers need his own house and his own room cause they got to breathe too. But, um, it was just major to have that. So I'm super excited to see what it's going to be, but let's get into it. Let's get real. Um, you know, normally when you enter your 20s, it's around the time where you're in college. Um, the normal standard part of entering your 20s is like your junior year of college. Um, some of us may be accelerated where it might be your sophomore year. 
Some of us may be where it's like, hey, I'm not in college. I'm just living my best life and just trying to grind because right now college don't fit my suit. And that's fine, too. I mean, either way, you're 20. 20 is 20. Um, it's more mainly an area of confusion um, and, you know, trying to figure out your priorities. It's a lot of confusion because you're in a weird space. Like everybody knows your junior year is probably when you're taking a lot of your core classes, um, even if it starts your sophomore year. But it's kind of like the beginning to the end. Um, and I say that to say like your junior year pretty much lets you know like, hey, you're almost out the door. But at the same token, this year kind of makes it make or break for you to know if you are going to be out the door with that degree in four years or if you're going to be doing some extra time or your 20s are going to be like, yo, I'm about to be 21. Where am I going to be? Am I going to be on my own? Am I not going to be on my own? Am I going to be in my relationship with whoever my significant other is? Are we going to live together? You know, it's like a time of confusion because you're really leaving your teenage years behind, like I stated before, and entering into a whole new realm of, I guess you could say, growth and adulting in a way. Um, it seems like nowadays, the 20s, turning 20s kind of like fast. I'm, I'm going to tell you like this. These kids these days don't even be looking at age. They be looking my age. And I be looking like I'm their age. And I be like, yo, y'all, when I was 16, I wasn't wearing nothing there, damn near, nothing like that. But, you know, to each his own, you know. But um, they too grown. Like, y'all rushing to look like grown women for what? Grown men for what? Like, I don't get it. Um, And we had labels like a Nietzsche and Lot 29. But nobody, I wasn't wearing no damn Gucci when I was like 19, 20 years old. I couldn't afford that shit. Like... I was a struggling college student working at American Eagle, okay? Um, I ain't had no funds like that. But um, it's just crazy to see how much time this Generation Z, because I'm Generation Y, which is the millennial generation, it's just so vastly different to just see it. And I'm not throwing no shade at Generation Z, but um, they're a little touched by an angel, Delarie style. Um, but your 20s, like I said, are really like a, a, a area of confusion. Um, I know for me, when I turned 20, I'll never forget my birthday was in the courtyards, which is my off-campus housing for at Delaware State. And I was wearing this floral blue skirt with this black tank top and some sandals. And I had all my friends come to my room and we just literally had birthday cake chilled and just vibed. Because, you know, my birthday falls around right when classes either start or like the day classes start or a week before well literally around when classes start honestly i can't even fake like it was any other difference um uh, when classes start so like i would have to do stuff on the weekends and if i did something that day people were able to still come out because we all know your first day of classes y'all just going over that damn syllabus that you don't even refer to honestly but you know people were still out have fun um it was super dope and super fun because for me um I was excited. I was super excited um, to turn 20. And that was my first time kind of like feeling like a sense of adulthood because being in the off-campus apartments was kind of like being in my own little mini apartment because we had a refrigerator, stove and all that stuff and learning how it is to live with somebody else, which I've learned fastly from my freshman year. I don't do well with living other people, living with other people if they're dirty. Um, Shout out to my roomie, Precious, my one and only roomie I ever loved, which I didn't get blessed with her until my senior year. Um, But shout out to her and shout out to Halo Dream, which is her new line, plugging that in for y'all. So go check her out. Um, But... uh. It, it, uh, it's a whole thing of adapting and learning how it is when it comes to the real world and trying to learn adversity because there's going to be people you don't always mesh with in real life 
that you're going to be subjected to being in boundaries or close quarters with, i.e. even with work, where you have to kind of maneuver your way to kind of, you know, still get stuff done, know how to be a team player, but just know your boundaries and where you stand with people. Um, so that was major. Um, and I was a little confused because I'm like, wow, damn, I have one more year here. So what am I doing after this? Like, where am I going to go? Am I going back home? Am I going to stay in Dover? Am I going to stay in Delaware? Am I going to move? Am I like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what kind of job am I going to get? I have my internship. Am I going to want to go back home and work at my internship and make that a full-time position? Like, it's just so much going on. And it's just like, you feel like you want to be an adult and you're on your own and you're grown, but you're really not. You're really, really not. Um, and some people have the unfortunate luxury, the unfortunate, not even saying the luxury, but some people have the luxury of being where it's like, hey, I'm good either way. I don't got to go to school. I can go to school, but I know I can go back home and I'm be good because that's just a lifestyle I'm accustomed to. Some people have the misfortune of, hey, I got to grind and get it out the mud because I got to provide for me and mine. Some people are parents at that age where they're like, yo, it's me and mine and I got it. Ain't nobody else going to do it but me. Um... And some people are just not fortunate where some people are actually homeless in their 20s. And it's just like, it's, it's a sad thing to think about it. But when you got to think logically in your 20s and turn in 20, like everybody's not fortunate to be in school. Not everybody's fortunate to, you know, go back home to a life full of luxury. Not everybody's, you know, has the ability to have childcare services provided for them where they're like, yo, I can't not just, you know, go to school full time. I got to do part time because I still got to be a mom. I still got to be a dad. Like... So it's a lot, or I got to take care of a family member or a parent, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's a lot that comes within it because, you know, it feels like you get more responsibility as you get older, which is very much true. Like as you get older, there's more that your parents expect you to be able to handle. Um, they're expecting you to be equipped with the tools they provided for you to know how to maneuver through life, whether they be minimal or where they're full throttle, where they were currently vested in you. I know some, like me, I was one of those kids where my mother never had to nag me about homework or all that other stuff. Um, I was a scholar athlete. I was always diligent in my studies. So my mom never had to check homework. She never had to ask me, did I get something done? Or was I doing what I what I needed to get done? Because I was just that kid who liked to excel and thrive. Um, as some would say, an overachiever. And I don't care. Um, but you know, not everybody has that mindset. Some people need that extra push. Some people just don't have the, the, the due diligence to want to be independent where interdependency is required. Some of them, you know, don't learn the true value of what it is to be responsible. So it's, it's, it varies for everyone. Um, but just know, like if you're, if you're now 20 right now, going into your junior year, or if you're 20 or about to turn 20, you're out here listening to this podcast, just don't feel like you have to rush in anything you do. Um, don't feel like, oh my gosh, my world's coming to an end. What am I going to do next? Because God already has your steps ordered. Um, little do you know, whatever plan you might have and think that's going to be your final destination. Ha, God's going to laugh and say, ha, that was real cute, boo. I got something better for you. So don't get discouraged and just kind of keep pushing. Um, like I said, I had internships. Confused about whether I'm going to do life or post-grad. At the time, I was in a relationship. Um, which I didn't expect to be in because I was living my best freaking wild girl life for the whole three years I was there. And then boom, here comes a relationship. And now I'm a football girlfriend. How the hell that happened? I still don't know. Negro just going to introduce to his mother as his girlfriend. Mind you, we ain't never had no sidebar discussion. The audacity of him. Um, but it was hard to try to find that balance, um, as well, because again, if I had a football boyfriend and I'm a football girlfriend, mind you, I had just crossed Delta. 
Anybody who know me know what I mean. I ain't got to say it because it's, it's a long road to Delta Land. Um, on top of being in my junior year, where I had a lot of 8 a.m. classes trying to balance that because my professor was a jerk to me. I had to retake some classes because she swore I was cheating on something that I never cheated on from an idiot. I ain't going to go that route. But just know it, it got there where Jackie had to get involved. Like, that's how deep it was. And I had to take a, the course over during the summer while still working to be able to make sure I was on track. Because my, my Jackie was like, after four years, you're on your own there, sister girl. I'm not paying for nothing. So I was adamant to, if I had to go ahead and do what I had to do, I had to do what I had to do. So, and then I ended up getting a freaking B in the class. And after I took it over, but I got an A, so whatever. But it was just a lot to balance. I was a lot of anxiety um, because balancing my boyfriend and then trying to balance my sorority and then balance my friends. Because even though I did become a Delta, I was still big on my original friends I had before I crossed. Um, I was like up there behinds when I crossed because I missed them that much. Um, so I wanted to reconnect with them since it was a long time. We really got to hang out. And then my boyfriend was in some type of feelings at the time. Um, because I was more so hanging with my friends or with my, you know, my sorority sisters, you know, doing my thing. And it was just a lot. And then also balancing the, like I said, the classes, like I was in my core classes for accounting, like cost accounting, business law, like all those classes, macro, micro and macroeconomics. I want y'all to know that is my Achilles heel. I suck in economics. <laughs> Surprising, right? There's something I failed at. That was that. It was economics. Um, I barely passed. If I got a C, which I know y'all probably shocked, like you got a C. Child, I got a C in undergrad and grad school when I had to take economics over uh, for grad school. I got a C. Hence why my GPA was a 3.7 because of that daggone C. Yes, child. It was real. Um, so it, it, it was a lot. It was a lot also because I just didn't know what I wanted to do because my boyfriend was younger than me at the time. He still had another year or two at, at Dell State. And um, we were going through our rough patches too at the time um as well so it, it it was a lot to take in and, and you know comprehend um at that moment because again i didn't expect to be in a relationship so you know when you're in a relationship it's not just you, you have to think of you have to think of the other person that you're with so it was like dang i now gotta split my time but not just one way but four ways five ways so it, it's about finding balance and time management that was major um to just kind of get a grasp on life and everything so and then I was still working. I was still working part-time. So don't ask me how I did it. I can tell you. I don't know. I did the same thing in high school. Worked part-time and was a scholar athlete. Did track and, and basketball. How I did it, I don't know. But you know what? God God got me through. God got me through. God got me through. Um, but it was major. And like I say, I know mainly in the times in our 20s, relationships are major um because you know what you think is love may not be love what you might feel is uh, is true love is puppy love and then that puppy love might just be an infatuation where that person is just there because y'all have a lustful attraction where it's just that them hormones is just like i want you i want you but there's really no other tie and some people really have it where it's like it's love all the way through like i know my home girl my goddaughter's mother and father have been together since we were in high school they're still together still together to this day and that that they've been high school sweethearts you know some people have that privilege most of us go through the journey of life and try to find different detours to find that love of our life and sometimes the love of our lives are right in front of our faces um but college definitely gives you that experience because of the ratio i know going to a hbcu it was like 
30 dudes to one girl. Nine times out of 10, y'all probably messing around with the same dude and don't even know it. Um, or, i.e. for me, you have a whole football dude who has other girls bringing him cupcakes on Valentine's Day with his initials on them, but they know you're in a relationship with the nigga. Uh, hello? Disrespectful much? We're not going to go there, but that that even takes a toll on you mentally because it's like, well, damn, am I not enough? You question yourself. You put yourself in situations. It's just like, well, who am I? You're, you're trying to pretty much find out, figure out who you are, but at that point, you're not mentally developed to be able to do so. So don't feel compelled to have to figure out, well, I got to get this together by this. Social media is full of shit. Yes, I said it. Full of shit. Just because you got a new home at 20 or you're this old getting a car, congratulations to you. But do not, I repeat, do not make that a stepping stone or a pusher to rush your race. Do not rush your race. The race is given to the swift and the steady. Just because so-and-so got their house at 20, that's what God blessed them with. You might be 25, and that's not where you at right now, and you might not want to. I know I don't want a house right now, and I'm about to be 30. Why? Because the maintenance, watching my mother with taxes, property taxes, and maintenance, and school board taxes, and when something break, you got to pay $300 for somebody just to come out and look at it before they actually do the work. I'm not ready for that. I'd rather have somebody else pay for that, and I just pay them to do it. To each its own. It, it, it's whatever floats your boat. Um, but don't let that stop you from, you know, feeling like you got to compare yourself. Because that's the worst thing you can do. Comparing yourself to somebody else in a whole other race. You don't know where they started at in their race. You don't know where they finishing. And maybe right now with them getting that house might just be their 400 meter dash. When you on meter 100 and you already got a you know, a sufficient career where you're locked down and loaded and you just doing your thing. You just never know. So don't compare where y'all out in your race. Stay in your lane. Literally, if you're in lane four, stay in lane four. Do not swerve over to lane three because ain't nothing for you over there, boo, because that's not the lane for you. Um, then I just feel like relationships are never the same in your early stages of your 20s when you get later on down the line. Um, I feel like for us females at peak 25, when we hit like that mid 20s age, we know what we want and what we're looking for. Um, and now me at 29, about to be 30, I'm like, listen, I know red flags. I know what I'm able you know, what I'm with able to withstand, what I'm not going to withstand, what I will tolerate, what I won't tolerate. Um, all about the communication and comprehension. Hence what I said, communication and comprehension. It's all great to communicate, but if ain't no comprehension on both ends of that spectrum, y'all pretty much blown out hot air. And we have enough of that coming from Trump, okay? Um, but it's like you have these goals and desires and you're just so in love and so in a honeymoon stage. Like, oh, we're going to get together. We're going to have kids. Ah, 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 blah, blah, blah. I was one of them. My ex, I was thinking to myself, like, oh, we're going to be together forever. We're going to have kids and we're going to have kids that have start with J names and yada, yada, yada. And that wasn't the case. Um, we ended up breaking up like not too long after, I want to say a year or two after I graduated, he still, I stayed in Dover, um, because I got a job after college, right after college, got my own apartment, didn't need a leaser. It literally was all in my name. Um, so I stayed in Dover. My boyfriend was still at the time in Dover. Um, we were still together. He was still going, we were still going strong. And even though we had our hiccups, I was a firm believer, like, this was it. This was my end-all, be-all. This was the one. This was the man for me until it got real. Um, there was a domestic violence situation that occurred 
in my apartment where he pretty much went ape shit over a Instagram post, jealousy and security. And it got it got pretty volatile, pretty violent. And um we both got injured in the process. Because listen, y'all know I'm a big girl. I'm five ten. I I don't care if you six five, six four, you four three, you five fifty five. I don't care how old you are. You put hands on me, I'm fighting back and I'm fighting to win. And we know I box. So even if as big as he was, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. And that's exactly what happened. So it was it was an eye opening experience for me because it, it made me realize that I didn't know my worth. I wasn't pertinent to my worth. I wasn't aware how valuable my life was because at that moment, I could have been dead. Um, we've had other domestic violence situations that occurred prior in our relationship where I literally brushed it off and just acted like, you know what? He's just having a moment. Somebody throws a couch at your head and literally misses you by an inch. Yeah, that's not a moment. Somebody goes ahead and body slams you. That's not no damn moment when they break into your apartment and the police got to get called. And mind you, in Delaware, there's no self-defense law. Okay, people. Um, Y'all both sitting here in, in your in your apartment detained in handcuffs. Like, that's not cute. That's not cool. Like, that's not where we at with this. Like, and that's the mistake. And I'm I'm open about it now because I don't know who might be in that same situation now. I don't know who might have experienced that same, you know, trauma or same situation I've experienced where they've been in a domestic violence relationship. And domestic violence don't mean it got to be physical, baby. It can always be mental, which he was doing. It was reverse. He was obsessed. Reverse psychology. Um emotionally abusive like I've always since high school I, I, I battled with suicidal thoughts um so to tell me to go kill myself and then the next one you're like oh I love you that's that's toxic it's gaslighting it's toxic um but you feel like because I've always felt because of my whole thing with my rape I always felt like a, a, a dented can you know how sometimes you go to the grocery store and you have those cans who got like a little bit of dent on them and you just like oh I don't want that can because it's dented on the outside but on the inside, it's still perfectly good green beans on the inside. It's just that the, the appearance of the can is just not what you're used to. So you pick the other can. But sometimes the other can you pick that has the perfect appearance on the inside, it's probably it, it's molded because it's outdated and expired. So, you know what I'm saying? I felt like I was always that dented can of beans where I know I'm really I'm, I'm worth a lot. I, I'm good enough on the inside. But on the outside, I just didn't feel like, yo, somebody's going to want me because I'm damaged goods. Like, who's going to want a girl who's been raped before? Like, and then, you know, that's something that was traumatic where she might not be so susceptible to give me her body. Because, you know, sex is a major thing. Don't try to fake, y'all. Y'all know they, they be trying to get in those genes. You know what I'm saying? And that's the way to, you know, consecrate y'all union all the time. Um, and the fact that, you know, in the beginning he was respectful about it and understanding. But it was like after a while when he started using my own my own traumas against me it was like bro this can't be good i had to sit there to myself like yo this can't be good and um at the time given me i wasn't close with me and my dad weren't talking at the time it was kind of hard because i was like you know i'm a daddy's girl I was like well dang i can't call my dad can't talk to him about this so i tried to use other alternatives to maneuver through that and it, it, it wasn't healthy it was very very unhealthy um, but I didn't realize how much my rape really affected a lot of my 20s. Like it, it really made me have to step, take a step back after an incident that happened with me being the, the abuser in a situation and be like, yo, this is not cool. You got to get help. Um, 
Because, like, it was, like, a situation with me and my ex-fiance. And I don't know who I was and what I became. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. I'm going to give y'all that much. It wasn't cute. And the fact that I blacked out, mm-mm. I was like, nah, 25, I needed to get help. And that's when I started therapy and I've been in it ever since. So don't ever think it's too late for therapy. Don't ever be too afraid to ask for help. Don't ever doubt yourself or feel so down and, you know, belittle yourself like, yo, there's something wrong with me. There may be something wrong with you, baby, but ain't nothing wrong enough where God can't fix it and therapy can't fix it. You see how I put both of them in there? God and therapy. Um, Get that help. Figure out the root causes, which I finally figured out what my root causes were and do the work. Take the tools because the therapist is not there to tell you what to do. They're there to guide you and give you the tools to be able to better yourself and actually effectively use them through your day to day life. Um, so that's what they're there for. Um, but, you know, relationships, we get so caught up into them and just get so sometimes clouded. Sometimes our judgment is not always the same. Um, I know for me, I, I come off as a hard ass, but once you put me in a relationship, I'm such a sucker because I'm a hopeless romantic. Um, it's just, it's, it's crazy how much you don't realize how much you change, but you change. Um, but it all comes with the qualities, you know, and, and your growth and who you are and understanding and finding out who you are. By the time you hit like your mid twenties, like you've been through so much probably BS with enough exes or you've been through enough experience with life in general, with whatever you might be, you know, going through your trials and tribulations that you just like, yo, I need something new. I need a change. Everybody goes about every year, new, new year, new me. No, it should have been a goal you had back then. Like I know for me, my goal when I was 19 was to be a better person, to have better communication skills, have a better understanding of self. Be able to understand my true worth. Let go of my hurt and pain and not always displace it on others as a scapegoat because I don't want to deal with myself. And that's probably what a lot of y'all are dealing with right now with this pandemic. It's forcing you to have to look at yourself, take a step back and evaluate who you are. And that sometimes can be hard because the, the, the observation can sometimes be more painful than the actual experience. And I can attest to that. It's some tough times where, you know, it was crazy. Like, and like your 20s are just a time to just to just live your best life. But at the same token, make sure you're not making the same mistakes twice. Because at that point, if you're making the same mistake twice, at this point, it's a choice. So, you know, you know what you're doing and what you're walking into. You know what I'm saying? So, 20s was real for me. Um, I don't know. It, it was just it was just a time for me to learn me. Um, literally I have finally come to terms with my rape. Um, I have now shared it with my other family members. So they're aware, um, given it happened by, from another family member, a close family member. Um, I shared it last year with my mom and my aunt. So now to branch out and be able to tell my family members who now are aware. And it, it was so refreshing and rewarding to know that the blame was not put on me when I did share it with one of my, my cousins. Um, it was more so of, you know what? I want to beat that ass. And the dynamic is going to change in my family wholeheartedly. But even like right now with Meg, there's a lot of us who are suffering in silence. So as a black woman, we take the butt of everything. Yes, we are here always trying to protect the black man, but the black man will always protect us. So even with, if we protect you, 
and we don't say nothing, we just hurt ourselves in the long run, we wrong. If we say something, we wrong. So either way, we wrong. But like, like Pla said, the black woman is the only woman that is deemed to have to seem perfect. The white man can be flawed. Bill Clinton had a whole freaking... We already know about the Monica Lewinsky. If y'all don't know, go look it up if y'all not old enough. The, with the dress. Had a whole scandal. Still to this day, you can bring it up, but it's not going to be the first thing that come out your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Freaking George Bush. Both Bushes. White women can be flawed. Hillary. Flawed. Sarah Palin. Flawed. But you come to Kamala Harris which is now our running uh, running woman or VP for Joe Biden. Shout out to her. Um, everybody want to pull, you know, pull the flaws. Hey, why she got to be perfect? Everybody else don't. Given, it's all about principle. But logically, think better. What would you rather have better? Uh, somebody of color who is of you and for you. She went to HBCU. She's a, a, a Howard, Howard alum, a bison. She's a part of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, a, you know, Divine Nine. She has how much more urban, like Paul said, how much urban you want the woman to get? You know what I'm saying? Like, but we're always protecting, even with Meg trying to protect Tori, we're always protecting somebody, but who's protecting us? Outside of us, black women protecting each other. Black men hold each other accountable. Hold each other accountable. My ex wasn't held accountable. His homeboys were laughing. His homeboys was actually the ones in the comments, which is the reason why he came to the house in the beginning to try to fucking blow a gasket. Because his homeboys and his teammates are in my comments commenting on my picture. And he's like, that's my girl. But the whole time, you've been cheating on me. Come on now. You got a black mother. Would you do it to your black mother? But then I had to think logically. You disrespect your mother, so you're not going to respect me if you don't respect her. Ladies, keep that in mind as you're in your 20s. If you are with a black man and he does not respect his mother, do not expect him to respect you. It's just not going to happen. No matter how good that WAP is, it ain't going to change him to want to respect you because he don't know, he don't respect his own woman that gave birth to him, brought him life. He not going to respect you no different, baby girl. That's just really the harsh reality. If there's one thing I take away from, from, from this whole podcast and me talking about sharing my experiences, take that. Know your worth. When you feel like you're at the point where you have to question who you are, that goes for my young dudes, too, because there'll be females out here trying to, you know, use domestic violence, put hands on y'all, use that reverse psychology that are toxic to y'all, too. Whenever y'all feel, my black kings and queens, whenever y'all feel, y'all have to question your worth and who you are. It is time for you to go. If you don't remember who you are and who raised you and where you came from and those morals and values instilled in you before you left home or when you're going to college or... Your, your talks that your mother had or your family or whoever, mentor, whoever it may be. It is time to go. Don't get yourself caught in that maze. I'm speaking from experience. It is not worth your mental sanity. And it's going to take a while to build yourself back up again to get that confidence. Take the time, nourish yourself, love on self, give yourself space and time. If you can do that, I say do it in your 20s, early, start it early in your 20s, start it early. Because if I didn't take the time to go out and get the help I needed professionally by a therapist to know my deep rooted issues came from my rape and how much that really affected me and my molestation, how much that affected me. As to why I was so toxic and everything I touched, I broke. Yes, I'm willing to admit it. I was in relationships where I was a toxic one because I was hurting people because I was hurt. Hurt people hurt people. 
you don't do it intentionally, but I would do stuff for like my ex. I would go ahead and say negative stuff to her just for her to try to give me a reaction back. Just for her to give me the love and attention I want. Didn't care if it was negative or positive attention as long as I just had her attention. That's not healthy. Do not do that. You will regret it in the long run. But take that first step and acknowledge it. That's the major part. Acknowledge it. So this brings me back to why I call this Y220s. Why, as in why, like the question of why, W-H-Y, why? Two twenties, as in two twenties, because what is twenty? Twenty twenty, two twenties. Um, why two twenties? Then I'm also going into my twenties. So why two twenties? Why we're in two thousand twenty as I leave my twenties? Why two twenties? It just it just felt like something that fit, given like I said with the whole pandemonium that happened with Y two K and everybody just thought the world was gonna end. Excuse me. The same way everybody's going out and about right now with this whole COVID thing where they just feel like, when are we ever going to have a new normal? And we just don't feel like nothing's going to go back or something, everything's going to change so dramatically. It falls suit to everything right now. Um, being in your 20s in 2020 and the irony of the year is probably the biggest joke yet God had for me. Um, because it's like, yo, what? We're in 2020. You're in your 20s. And that's, the irony of the year, which is like why two twenties? Like, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, it's like a pandemonium in the pandemic, so it's like forcing self reflection at this moment. I know I'm not the only one that had to like literally just sit down and just reflect on life in general and just be like, yo, I'm. It's either I'm not doing enough, or I need to go harder, or like, where am I at? Where am I falling? What am I doing? And you know, in the beginning stages of this whole pandemic, when they were like, everybody stay home and you were forced to be around family or let me not say family relatives. Cause some of us have relatives where it's like, yeah, we share the same bloodline, but you ain't my family. And some of us have people where, you know, family is really family. And some of us have family who are actually friends. You know what I'm saying? So when you had to be stuck with those people that you live in them close quarters with, and you ain't realize how much tension and how much, you know, distortion was going on between y'all bonds and y'all energy. Listen, it makes the eye opening, um, which is surprising because I normally have a 72 hour pass with my mom and we actually got together the entire month and a half I was home. Cause yes, I got stuck in New York when it was crazy, crazy with the pandemic. Like New York was like the hot spot. So I got stuck in New York cause I went up there to go visit my mom and get my car inspected and boom, I'm here until April. How the hell did we get here? Um, but I think it's also because my mom and I have had a common respect and understanding which is as well for me, that was part of my self-reflection was my mom wasn't as accepting of me um, or understanding my lifestyle of being bisexual. So it was kind of a, why would you want to do that? As if I really had a choice, which I heard on um, Let's Get Back to Questioning, which is one of my episodes back with Jay Hill, um, that it was it was tough to be myself. And I realized as well, I was hiding myself. I wasn't being my authentic, true Jess because my mother was not okay with who I was. So I couldn't give my full vulnerable parts to my partner because I wasn't giving my full vulnerable parts to myself. And at this point, I'm letting my mom write my narrative to my story. And that's not fair to me. So it wasn't until this year. Yes, this year. Um, we had a we had a heart to heart and a talk. And um we had an understanding where it was just like, hey, mom, I'm, I'm an adult now. Like, 
you either have the option to lose your daughter as a whole or try to be more understanding and comprehend my perspective of my lifestyle. And it's clear we know what she chose. Not saying I gave it to her verbatim because y'all know I'll get this taste slapped out of my mouth. But it was more so like make your choice and choose it wisely because at this point I love you dearly but I love myself more. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't keep inflicting myself with my own wounds not being true to, true to thyself without letting you know what I'm saying. Letting my mom know what it was. Like I was I was out the closet. I, I was in the closet but the door was open. But the door was it was open where you can walk in and I'll tell you what's going on but I wasn't walking out of it. Like I was still in there somewhat. So now it's like, oh, I'm fully out the closet. The door's closed. How about we just close that all together? Take all, how about take all the clothes out of it too? Because we ain't going back in there. Like that, that's where it was. So we've come to an understanding. Um, it's just great to see our relationship flourish. So anybody who's out there, if you're in your 20s and you're struggling or battling with trying to, you know, make that move to let your parents know who you are. I don't like labels because they're for clothes. But who you are and who you love and what you're attracted to, it's okay. Um, it's not the end of the world. My mom is old-fashioned, born 1954, so she got more of an old-school mindset, Adam and Eve, as she says, and not Adam and Steve, which is, to me, again, I always be having to check on some of the stuff she say. But it's like, you know, it's okay for her to have friends who live that lifestyle, but when it came to her own child, I think it hit a little different. So if you're struggling with something like that in your 20s, it's okay. You'll come You'll come when the time is ready for you. Um, but don't keep hiding yourself on the fact of somebody else's recognizance. That's not that's not good. That's not good at all. Um, but yeah, self-reflection is major, I'm sure, for myself as anybody else for this this whole pandemic. Um, it's crazy. Like I said, 20 years ago, people thought the world would actually shut down in Y2K. So Y220s just fits so perfectly. Um, and on top of that, with it being 220s, like 2020, um, clear vision, shout out to the Zetas, um, for their centennial, even though I know it got dampered on a little bit, but hey, um, y'all still turned a hundred. So at least I got to enjoy January when it, when it mattered. Um, but, um, it, it, it's, it's the thing of clear vision, um, 2020, like the 2020 vision, I feel like given God sat us all down, I feel like we all have a better, clearer understanding of what we want, what we're going to do, where we're going to be and who we are. I know scripting has been major for me to be able to have my 2020 vision, to see clearly, to manifest, which I've been doing thus far as manifesting a lot of things I have written down, um, down to the opportunities I've had to be able to meet some of my favorite celebrities, as I stated before, um, to having opportunities to just like, you know, engage with people and like develop my true tribe. So that was my vibe. I think, you know, it's the time to just really open your eyes and not make yourself be a blinding factor to what you don't want to address. Because it's going to address you if you don't address it. So just just address it before it addresses you because it's going to be 10 times worse. Um, I think like, you know, friendships and relationships as well this year has transformed or like transitioned. Um, a lot of people I realize were not friends. Um, they were more like frenemies. A lot of them were jealous. A lot of them weren't true supporters. It was all mainly for show and social media, but behind closed doors in real life, I probably haven't spoken to them in God knows how long. Um, and everybody knows me. I reach out. I check in regularly with my friends, with my family, especially with my sorors, you know, my sisters. Um, so it's like, yeah, you were just here just to say that you know me. It's not the fact that you care about me. Like I said, people are more concerned of watching what you do instead of asking how you're doing so 
that was that was major um i i actually lost a couple close friends as well in the transition of my 20s that i didn't expect that i thought were going to be lifetime friends um but medea said it best stop confusing them lifetime them temporary folks with the lifetime people some people are branches some people are leaves and some people are roots and those roots are going to be grounded forever them branches can sway one way or another. You just never know. And them leaves are just going to fall whenever. Once their time is done, it's done. So don't take it personal when there's a friendship. When you ask God, hey, can you reveal these people to me? Let me know who's in my corner. Let me know who's not in my corner. Don't take it personal if you start losing friends. It happens. Like you ask God to move your feet. So move with them. Don't question it. Just let it be what it's going to be. And it's going to hurt because I'm pretty sure you got mad love for people. But, you know, it, it is what it is. And I also also learned in my 20s as well that sometimes not everybody's worth all your energy. Some energy is not even worth being exhorted at all to a person. Um, you give people as much as you want to give them. You meet people where they're at. And if they can't meet you where you're at, then leave them there. And it's okay. Just leave them. And don't apologize for your growth. It's okay to leave some people where they're at because if they're not growing and glowing... They're not meant to be around you. They all, like they say, always took my mother always told me, look at your tribe. Look at who your friends are. And I can tell you where you're going to go. All my tribe, everybody in my tribe, med school, out here getting third, third masters, PhDs. They thriving. They thriving. So I can't, I can't ever subject myself to be around nothing less than people who are thriving. They're business owners, entrepreneurs, educators. Like, they're doing the damn thing. Why would I want to be around anybody who's not motivating me? Even if it's not even if it's not physically motivating me, but emotionally, you're not motivating me. You're not giving me the encouragement or picking me up. You're not giving me a word here than just saying, yo, I'm checking on you just to make sure you're good. You're not even trying to have a thought or a mindset, even say congratulations when I have a milestone, but you be the first one VIP because you want to see if I'm going to fail. Yeah, I see your mofos. I peep some of y'all real heavy, but it's like you just got to know the value of your time. Just because, you're, just because you have time doesn't mean you're available. Time and availability are two different things. I'm available to those who are available to me. I have time when I choose to want to make time because I think a lot of us carve out time for people who, even though we're busy and have day-to-days, we just carve out time because we, we just know, like, I make time for you. Like Blue said, there's VIP and then there's general pop. You can go back into general pop so quick, it's not even funny. Quicker than quicker than anything. But VIP means you're a very important person to me where I'm going to make time for you regardless. If you text me, I'm going to make sure I respond. If you ain't you part of gen pop, I get back to you when I emotionally feel I am available. Another thing, in your 20s, stop emotionally dumping on your friends. Ask permission. Hey, are you free? Are you able to go ahead and, you know, take some time to talk? Um, can I vent to you? Because, again, we're all going through our own stuff. Some people are not mentally compatible to be able to balance all of that em- empathy. Some people are true empaths where they take on everybody's stuff, i.e. used to be me, not no more. Um, where you just don't know what they're going through. You just don't know. So a kind word or just a thought. If you think about the person, give them their roses while they're here. Don't wait. Because I've experienced too much death, Shay being the main one, where it's just like, yo tomorrow's not guaranteed and you don't know if the person's going to be here so why wait rather than tell them right then and there we have the opportunity because that god forbid maybe the last time you speak to him so just just be just be mindful 
Um, 21 is the iconic year I feel in your 20s because you're legal to drink and go party, party. Hey, hey, oh, whoa. This is how we do it. No, seriously. Um, it's like a, a, a rite of passage. Like, I can get liquor. I can drive by myself and don't need a guardian or somebody over 25 to ride in a car with me. Given that still sucks when you go for a rental because you got to be 25 or older to get one without having to add on that extra insurance. But I'm not going to kill the mood. But it's just like you just feel a sense of freedom. Um, so it's, it's it's an iconic year. And not, like I said, half the stuff you probably did before you turned 21. It's probably at that point where it was like, I'm over it. 25, the mid-20s crisis. Wow. Mid-20s crisis. I know we all have been there at some point where it's like 25. Damn. I'm still young. I'm old enough to know better, but young enough to not give a fuck. So it's like, it's where you got to have that awkward crossroad of do I mature and level up or do I just continue to live my best life and just be a, just be a wild 20 year old. Um, and nine times out of 10, honestly, your 20s are like your broke years. <laughs> so don't feel bad if you out here struggling. It's okay. I was told that my 30s I'm going to love because it's like doing your 20s all over again just with money, which I truly believe. Um, but yeah, your mid-20s crisis, I could say I had one. I was I had a moment or three where I was thinking about committing suicide on a couple occasions because um, I was just so overwhelmed and fed up. But it was not that I was overwhelmed with my own stuff. I was taking on everybody else's stuff on top of my stuff and making it my stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was making other people's stuff my stuff, which made me just feel so overwhelmed when I wanted to give up. Now, how dumb does that sound now coming out of my mouth? Sounds stupid as hell. I know. But, like, just think about it. Like, that's really what some people are struggling with right now. It happens. Um, But it's like that. It's just, it's just a midpoint. It is. It's a midpoint for you to know your direction and know if you're going to take this detour, you're going to just keep going on the path that you're going. And only you can make that decision. And only you will know the final destination of where you're trying to go. Don't let nobody else try to tell you otherwise. Um, some of us experience uh, our champagne year, which is, has very much importance and relevance in our lives. Like I said, I had 27 on the 27th, which is 2017, which was my champagne year. Um, some of us, you know, have 20 on the 20th. You know, 2022 on the 22nd, you know, Jordan years, 23rd on the 23rd, like the list goes on. Um, some of us get that privilege to be able to have that and the relevance and importance of that, especially in those years in your 20s is super because it's a birthday you'll never forget, no matter if it's good, bad or indifferent. Um, my cousin got blessed to turn 30 on the 30th. So what a way to bring in a new decade in a new decade on your champagne year. Like really for real for like shout out to you, like shout out to Keisha. Um but it it, it's, it it just lets you know, like, dang, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And this is this is my year. Normally, they always say your champagne year is your golden year. So that's the year where, like, a lot of prosperity and great things happen. I know that was how it was for me. Um, it was pretty dope. So anybody who got a champagne year coming up or had one this year already, shout out to you. Um, you're lit. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's pretty dope and it kind of puts everything in perspective for you in your twenties. Um, 29 being the last year of your twenties, which is me. I literally have four more days. Well, three more days, technically of being 29. Um, it's, it's real. If you're like me and you have goals and you wanted to accomplish something before you hit another decade, go for it. 
It's not impossible. No matter how long the laundry list is, go through it. Take the chance. Do it. Um, it pretty much lets you know, like, the BS you've been doing your entire 20s that you knew wasn't cute and you knew wasn't helping you elevate. Leave it in the 20s. And I think that's what it is for me. Why I'm so excited to turn 30 because I've been through so much in my 20s. I'm ready to leave this decade where it's at and start this new chapter. You know what I'm saying? Like... I still had 20-something attached. When I was getting abused, I was 23. I, when I was going through my you know, midlife, my mid-20 crisis, I was 25. When I was still trying to figure out who I was in my sexuality and how to be able to get my mom to understand me, I was 27. Like, going ahead and letting go of all of my baggage and letting go of this rape and finally feeling free and letting my mom have another one-on-one conversation, I was 29. So you know what I'm saying? Everything had a 20 attached to it. I'm ready for the 30. I'm ready for a whole nother thrive in this 30, in this whole new decade. Not saying I want to forget my past and who I am and where it brought me to, but it's just more so I want to leave that where it's at, let that dust settle because like a phoenix, I'm going to rise. Um, there's a lot of expectancies and pressures, especially when it comes to us women. Do you have kids yet? When are you going to have some kids? Stop, because not every woman might be fit to be a, a freaking mother. Okay, stop trying to put that pressure on us. Some of us might not be ready to be moms. Some of us might want to still live our best lives and literally just embrace ourselves and love on ourselves before we have to bring another human in this world that's going to force us to have to love on them first and put ourselves last yet again. So it's a lot of like marriage is a big thing or getting like I said, getting homes. It's a lot of expectancy. Stop letting societal norms force you to be back into a corner. Do not put baby in a corner. Do your thing. Do what works for you. Make your own timeline of what you want to do, but don't hold yourself so much accountable to it. You forget to live the moments that you're supposed to in your 20s because you can't get them back. You only go up in age. You don't go back. It is a mental shift. Um, you definitely change. I feel your 20s change your mental. They probably change more in your 30s, but I feel like you're a little more established in knowing who you are then. But it is a big mental shift. Um it can be negative or positive. It, only you can make that, you know, that determination on how it goes. But it's definitely a mental shift. Um, and that and an era to blossom. It's an era just for you to blossom into your 30s. Like, it's, it's a trial and error. Trial and error type time. You know, you try some things, they don't work out. You try something else and, you know, it doesn't work out. You try it again, it's like it fits. Same thing like with natural hair. You might try one product, it don't work, but the other one does. But you might try the same product again and then it works with another better product the second time. You just never know. It's trial and error. And it's okay because within those trials and within those errors, you understand yourself better. You understand who you are. You understand what you're about. You understand how much of your morals and how much of the what's been instilled in you either by your village, if you've had one, or by your tribe, or by your parents, or by your guardians, or by your grandparents, or by whoever. Um, I lost my grandmother right before my 24th birthday. May she rest in peace. She would have been 100 this year, which is why 30 is so important as well for me to celebrate so I can also celebrate her life and celebrate what she's instilled in me for these you know, years before she left this earth. Um, that was hard. That was hard for me to take because that was my best friend. Um, so I didn't know how to cope. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, taking out my angers and frustrations in my relationships where I became super toxic. Trial and error. I tried therapy. It worked. 
I tried therapy. It worked. But I tried therapy where I actually started doing the work that was required for me to be able to get where I wanted to go. And it was even better. So be gentle with yourself just as well as be gentle with others. My cousin Keisha tells me that all the time. Be gentle with yourself and be gentle with others. And never forget, we are all each other's business. I know I said all the time, but y'all know I rock with Amanda and it's not like there's a lie in that statement. Um, why 220s? And that's what it's going to be. Your 20s are your 20s. Cherish the moments. Cherish the people in them, whether the moments are good or bad. Take them. If they're lessons, let them be lessons. But if they're blessings, let them be blessings. Because sometimes God protects us from things that we think are lessons and hindsight are really blessings. And it's okay. But don't forget, love on yourself. Because ain't nobody going to love you better than you. Understand who you are and understand what you're trying to do and what legacy you're trying to build for yourself. If you already have kids, what legacy are you trying to leave for them to be able to carry on in your name and honor? Be mindful of what you do and the decisions you make because only you're going to be able to get the beat of, but of the repercussions of what happens. For every action, there's a reaction. For every action, there's a consequence. Or it can be a reward. You just never know. But hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Um, I thank you guys again. And this wraps up season one of Just Be Real podcast. Y'all are the dopest. Y'all are the realest. And y'all are the most trillest. So... As I always say on air, be real, be true, and always, I mean always, be unapologetically you. Well, that was my 220s. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I really am grateful for y'all, though. Y'all really some real, y'all really some real fans. Not even some fans, like I'm some celebrity, I'm nobody important. But nah, for real. Be real to who you are, and be real in what you do. It's the model be revelations. Just be real. Like I say on air, let's keep it real. The kids are all right. We're going to be all right. Love y'all.